Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. All right, today we are talking about something that is a little harder, but we're going to try and breathe some life into it. So the question is, are you lonely? Are you a surviving spouse? We have dealt with so many folks um, currently and in the past that they are the surviving spouse in a relationship. They whether it's a, a, a young death or an older death, but they're a surviving spouse, someone that is a widow or a widower, and they're now living a life that they didn't expect. Yeah, and I, I kind of, I mean, anybody who finds themselves alone, where they were dependent upon somebody else to help them with their financial life and to take care of all that mundane aspects, all of a sudden they're alone. Yeah. And what do they do? Yeah. And and because our practice is, I mean, we. I have clients that I've had now for over 30 years, and I have seen transitions uh, amongst my clients. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, death is one of those. I mean, divorces obviously has occurred also, but people all of a sudden are alone yeah. and they feel vulnerable and they and they feel afraid, you know, of what the future holds for them. So, yeah. and the life to kind of bring into this is, you know, what we do. I, I would say that this is one of the most rewarding and value added moments is when one spouse passes away and the surviving spouse, they feel overwhelmed. They feel worried and anxious. uh, They feel inexperienced. They don't know what to do next. They're dealing with emotional loss, but they're also looking at their own finances and just, uh, you know, uh, it's hard, but we can walk in and say, you're going to be okay. Let's get through this. And then we get to work. And I think that to me is so satisfying to take someone who feels all those, you know, hard emotions and turning those into peace, security, uh, feeling resourced, feeling um, they, they have an ability that they didn't know mm-hmm. they had before. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're, kind of what we're talking today is, is someone who is a surviving spouse. And in that moment, it would just start at the very moment. Say there's a, a death and the surviving spouse um, comes in. And we've dealt with this many times and whether young or older, and where, where do you go? What do you do? And I think for us, the first step that I always walk through is the emotional step right. of the reeling. Often. Well, again, I, I, I always... I try to set the stage for the person to come in and feel comfortable. Just talk. Just talk. Let me know what you're thinking and just talk. Yeah. And sometimes that's talking about the the deceased. We've had yes. clients that come and say, you know, he loved motorcycles. We went on trips together. Right. And now I don't know what I'm going to do. And I think just building that emotional bridge is so useful. Some of our clients, we've known them for years. So we knew the husband, we knew right. we knew or the or the wife. We knew the the spouse has passed away. But for many, they're coming at this moment. And just saying, I need help. So, yeah, listening and understanding where they're at, what they need, and I think it's drilling down to the kind of those immediate needs to say, you know, do you know how to pay your mortgage this month? I mean, who who paid the bills when your spouse was alive? Yeah, and is that something that you did? Uh, and and oftentimes, you know, I'll sit down and talk with somebody, and they, oh, I took care of that. I, you know, I know where the money's at. Mm-hmm. I know how to pay the bills. I've got things set up. I have you know things online, but also we've had people that literally have no way of knowing. They don't know how to write a check. 
They don't know where the online accounts are, yeah. uh, bill pay. They don't know. The online is, I think, such a different shift as well over the last... I don't Gen- know, genera- generation is, is yeah. the generationally, yeah. and that's the right way to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's a shift because it you know, was by checks and you knew what the account name was, right? you knew where it was. Whereas now, in order to pay a lot of these bills, you have to have the online login. And we'll, we'll talk at the end of this kind of episode of, of how do you, what do you do to prepare? Like when you're both right. still alive, how do you set yourself, how do you set your spouse up for success? But for like my my wife and I, we can both separately and independently log into our bank account and see all the auto pays and the recurring payments. Uh, but there's many spouses who one one spouse does that. They're the only one that logs in. So in order to pay a bill, they would say, I, I don't know who pays the utilities. I and mean, I think my spouse did, but I, I would need to get their login to get into their side of the we, account. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, People feel lost. I mean, yeah, in some lost. some instances, right? That's right. And so the second part, and this this doesn't come out in that first meeting. The first is the immediate dealing through the funerals, dealing through paying the bills, you know, making life insurance claims. All those is what we come alongside them and walk them through that that feeling of overwhelm. And honestly, I mean, that's where that 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 help is built because I mean, most people have never filed a life insurance claim. Hmm. Most people. Uh, social, social security benefits. Yeah, social security claims. They, uh, you know, getting a, a, a retirement account rolled over into their name. All those items, we we do that all the time, but for them, it's their their first experience with this. So we're able to educate them, empower them, you know, kind of walk through, it. and that's what you know financial advisors do in that moment, right? But in the, the the second piece, which is later on, is what now? Like, what does your life look like mm-hmm. now that your spouse has passed away? And kind of redreaming, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, dreaming a new way. Uh, I had a client um, that her husband passed away, and she still has uh, her husband's motorcycle and some off-road toys and things mm-hmm. like that. Because she had zero interest in selling those years ago. Right. You know, when he passed away, he, she still goes out there to the garage. A, there was a sentimental yes. value in knowing that that, that that stuff was there, right? Yeah. And it was his, it was things that he cherished. <clears throat> and so she's left that for a number of years of just that space. But now is it a point of revisiting that and saying, oh, I think it's time for me to sell some of these. I think I can- And that's been years, right? Years, and appropriately years. I don't think there's any judgment or concern with that. Like, Everybody has to go through a grieving process emotionally, but it's also a grieving process, I guess I say financially, mm-hmm. to say, are these assets still the best way to deploy these? We've even had um, individuals, I say it's more um, parent generation to child generation. We've had a number of clients that will inherit an account and they'll keep all the same stocks and things that their parents had invested in. Right. And say, well, my parents did this, this in honoring them, I want to keep these. And right. initially, sure, great, keep that. But as we move down the road, we'll realize, well, your parents were in their 80s and they invested as if they were in their 80s. That was appropriate for them. And, and economy, I mean, if you think about just the changes in uh, how you shop, I mean, Amazon wasn't around 30 years ago. Now, all of a sudden, Amazon is so prevalent in all these other ways in which people shop and bring goods to their front door. And your parents may not have invested in any of that. They yeah. were, they may they might have still been investing in Kroger supermarkets, you know, yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff. Which might not be bad, right? right. But I think it's, it's time to reevaluate. I think that's a part of that process of grieving is the emotional, but it's also kind of the, the financial grieving and taking, I guess, c- taking control really mm-hmm. of a surviving spouse saying, not just this was ours, right, but rather this is mine now. And my dreams and my goals are to do these things. And the best deployment of my assets and my resources is in different ways. And so I feel like for us, there's immediate and there's the later. And part of that is developing a new dream, a new spending plan, mm-hmm. uh, which you know secretly is a budget. Uh, we, we kind of stop using the word budget, but the idea that a spending plan to say, how am I going to utilize these resources? It's critical to know, first of all, you get, you get 
you get a good understanding of what the income is. Cause like mm. you said, going back and filing like life insurance claims and such as that, but also there's adjustments in income and oh, yeah. uh, social security is adjusted. You maybe your pension uh, that you're receiving is adjusted based on your survivor benefits. Those are all things you have to work through to determine, okay, how much income is coming mm-hmm. into this household. And, and then the second, the, what's the spending? Yep. And that, I mean, arguably, if, if they were a couple that ate out a lot, they right. may not do that anymore. You know, right. it may be different. Or they might eat out more. You know, say, I've always wanted to go out and this person never wanted to, but now I can do this. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's a whole re uh, recasting of, of what that looks like. And I think for us, it, it's an interesting moment, especially when it's someone that we've had for years and years as clients. We know the, the couple, we know the family, we know what mm-hmm. they've been about. And then to have one pass away. And there's other times where... There's times where one spouse will say exactly what we had before. That's exactly what we're right. doing now. This, this is the dream. This is where we're right. headed. Others will say that was my dream. And to do that with him or with her, but without him or her, I, I no longer want to travel. I no longer want to do these things. I want to be close to family. I'm moving to Texas where my daughter lives, or I'm moving to, you know, there's all these different shifts. And, and I think those are appropriate, right. To kind of take over ownership. Our role often in that is to you know, educate people and help them redream that dream. Mm-hmm. So I, I think as people are going through this of going through um uh being a surviving spouse or having right. friends that are like there's always a, a difficult how do I help? And right. I think some of the how do I help is just showing up. Some of it is saying some of it is saying what resources can I, can I get for them? And we've been brought into a lot of relationships of saying this is you know ex ex client and their husband or their wife just passed away. Right. And we thought they should meet you. And I mean that is talking about a help to a friend. For sure. It's, it's walking into that relationship. For sure. And, I, and again, everybody has opinions, you know, no matter what you're going through in your life. And particularly when you lose a spouse, mm. everybody's telling you what they experience and what their circumstances are. And, and I have to say, everybody's different. Everybody is different. Everybody deals with this differently and their circumstances are different. I mean, you may not have, you and your spouse may never have, you don't have any debt. In mm. other words, you got everything paid off. Or you may be saddled with some mortgages and some other debt that you didn't realize maybe that you had, or you're not quite sure how to handle that. So yeah. those, those kinds of things. Well, the surviving spouse in those two situations are very different. Yes. Know, one might say, you know, I'm in my mid forties and a spouse passed away unexpectedly. I've got to deal with the mortgage, the kids, you right. know, all these things where someone else might say, I'm in my seventies, everything's paid off. My, my, my life doesn't change a whole lot in the financial picture but it does emotionally. And, right. and those are our custom uh, analysis of what mm-hmm. makes sense for those folks. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about when, before this happens, before there's a surviving spouse, what, what are some good steps to be taking now to kind of set your partner up for success? Right. No, no one wants to pass away. You know, we're not doing that, but, but there is that. But the reality yet. of life occurs and we need, we need to be prepared for it as best as we can. Yep. And, and to know that you can do a lot right now to really set your spouse up for success. Right. So come on back. We'll, we'll talk through that. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. 
800-800-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. We are talking about surviving spouses and how we empower or any financial advisor would empower someone to really take control of a life that they weren't expecting. But what we're talking about in this half of the show is, is how do you prepare for this? Before yeah, again, it, you, uh, nobody nobody's good in a crisis. Mm-hmm. I mean, very, very few people are good in a crisis. So what we want to do is be as prepared ahead of time and uh, ask the questions that maybe they're not asking of each other, but we can do that in our setting to be able to prepare the ground for that eventuality, right? Yeah, right. And then to say, what can we do now? What can we do today? That is really, I, I see it, the most loving for our spouse to really set them up for success in the event mm-hmm. of something we don't want, they don't want, but how do we set them up for success? So the, the first one, and, and we have a list of things we're going to run through, but is a healthy conversation. You have to start the conversation to say, um, we want to be involved in our finances. We want to be involved mm-hmm. in this future. We have some dreams and some goals. We try and walk people with that anyways, but saying also, if I wasn't here, what, what do you think you would do? Mm-hmm. You know, would you want to move closer to your sister? Would you want to do this? And and how would you, we... would you keep the house, sell the house? Would you move? I mean, how would you downsize? I mean, what would you do? Right. And those are questions that you won't necessarily have an answer to, but it is something that we can talk about. And it's something that you can kind of contemplate yeah. in between your, between your spouse. And some of them are, are obvious. I mean, right. if you said a, a man or a woman in their mid forties, and if they lost their spouse, um, they say, well, what would you do? Well, I want to keep my house. I want to pay it off. So mm-hmm. I don't have that as a debt. Mm-hmm. The kids will still you know, be, be close to college age. I'd love for them to still go to college and that not to be you know, mm-hmm. derailed. Um, so those two, that's really easy. I want to pay off the house and put the kids through college. Okay. Right. That's step one. Um, you know, where would you live? Okay. There's all sorts of questions that people don't know yet, but I think there's some that are real low hanging fruit of kind of those dreams. The, the second piece of part of that conversation isn't just in the future. It's in the current, uh, of, of saying where, what, what banks do we use? Mm-hmm. You know, what, uh, where's our investment accounts? What insurances do we hold? And not every household do both couples know that right and i think to to really talk through and you you mentioned what you and your spouse do yeah we do we do an annual what what i refer to as a financial summit and what we do is we we get a, a balance sheet i want to know all the accounts we start investing in i bonds well i bonds for my wife's account versus my account this is a separate login information where is that information held and uh, and what's the balance? And yeah. so we get, you know, there's accrued interest inside those bonds. In addition to that, there is um, life insurance policies. There are disability or there's social security benefits. There's pension benefits we look at. And what happens and where's that information? Who do you contact? Yeah. And, and what's happened over time is companies have been absorbed. Mm. So therefore, you might have been dealing with one insurance company let's say 10 years ago, but now that company has a different name, mm. may have the same account number, there might have been some changes, that needs to be updated so yeah, that you're not true. rifling through you know, all this information or you just you feel like you're a deer in the headlights. You don't know where to go and Wake what up. to do, right? And that's that normal emotional moment. You, right. you feel like a deer in the headlights of my spouse just passed away, we didn't expect this, what do I do, where is everything? Right. And it, it's one thing to say, I have to go back to my spouse's emails and dig through, because I know there's an insurance policy in here somewhere, Versus, I mean, a lot of people use their estate planning binder for this. They'll, in, as part of their estate planning binder, they'll put a, a sheet that says assets. And the idea is to update it once a year. 
to say, okay, here's a list of all of our assets that we have, either accounts, life insurance, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's just a list. So at least to be open to be like, okay, at least I know this is what we have. The other, the other aspect to that you mentioned, and we'll talk about digital assets a little bit, but but access to things. So many couples, wow. you know, one spouse knows the login for whatever it may be. One spouse's email is tied to insurance. And part of that's just the, the reality of life. You know, that, that's how things go. But in, in this kind of conversation, this kind of planning to, to make sure that both spouses, one, know what exists, you know, that we have an investment account, that we have insurance, but also to actually have some some access to or ownership of those accounts. We've had some that that one will take the income side, you know, one will take the expense side. You know, I, I'm going to mm-hmm. spend the money, you're going to make the money. You know, that's a, uh, someone's a, a family yeah, can joke. I be, can I be on the spend side? Yeah, right. Can I, can I choose which one I get? <laughs> um, but to have both spouses being aware that, oh, we we spend money on food and we usually shop at these stores or we get income from three different sources and this is what they are. Um, it is so valuable you know, to have a spouse that understands where everything is. So and that open conversation is so critical uh, before any kind of event occurs, right? Yeah, because often it's, it's too late. And yeah. then you need to review it. You need to, yeah. you need to update it periodically yeah. as you go down through the through time. And this is something even personally, I you know, I feel convicted in or you know, kind of inspired to do better. Is there's a number of things that are they're in my email. You know, I, I just do an email search and I find that login or I find that account. I wouldn't even be able to quickly access it. I would right. have to go and dig for it. Much more my spouse would have to go and dig for it. And um, we'll talk more about this at the end, but kind of the call to action, you know, just looking, you know, we're, in, we're in August here. And if, if any of the things we talk about in the next, you know, number of items, if you don't have these in place, you know, January 1st is coming. And that is a great deadline to say, we're going to get this done. Because almost every couple we talk to say, oh yeah, yeah. We, we talked about yeah, we're gonna that. Do it. We wanted to get a will or a trust set up, or yeah, we talked about organizing our insurance papers or, you know, even the, the simple thing of yeah. your house burns down, you know, where's your fire insurance document? Yeah, like? where, where's the insurance at? And yeah. again, the more detail it takes, it takes time. And I would say, oftentimes we I, we feel like we're herding cats. Yeah, because they'll say, yeah, we'll do it, but then they they bring it back. So we have to kind of hold them yeah. to account and bring them back to that information. That's what part of what our staffing yeah. does. Right? And the hard hard part that it's hard to communicate to a couple that is healthy and growing and building is that we also met with so many clients that we've had for a number of years, and one mm-hmm. spouse passes away. And what it looks like for that surviving spouse to have everything organized, to know where all the accounts are. We already have access to and control of and management of their accounts. They have their insurance organized. Mm-hmm. They've used our vault system where they have all their important documents mm-hmm. saved digitally in the cloud. Right. I mean, it is night and day of what their their next few months and years look like. And it's hard to communicate to somebody to say, hey, this person we just met is really going to struggle for a few years. This right. person is going to deal with the emotional loss, right. but they don't have a financial struggle. They, they've been involved. They know where things are. Um, so it, it's hard to convey that to someone, but, right. but it, it's so meaningful to get this done. Um, some of the other structures, and we'll talk a little bit, is, is the, the trust and a will. Um, the estate planning. Yeah. My, my background being an attorney, we knock this out for clients all the time. In fact, today I have a client coming in that that should have done this years ago, as, as they would say, um, but we're getting it done. You know, We're getting right. it dealt with. We're getting it in place. So in the event something happens, there's no questions. There's no concern. There's no probate. You know, all those items just are moved off the table as of today. And I, I think it's such a, a valuable piece that people don't want to think about or do, or they don't know an attorney. But, uh, you know, that, that's part of my background attorney being in this firm is we're, we're taking care of these things for people. Yeah, it's so convenient. I have to say that with Jeremiah in the firm, when we when we bring on a client, uh, Jeremiah will look at a trust and he'll review that document. Oftentimes, he just makes amendments or changes or whatever, and it's not recreating the entire document. But it's so convenient to have your capability as an attorney to attorney to look at those documents and say, 
uh, these are fine. Or no, we probably should make yeah. some changes. It hasn't been reviewed in 20 years and we probably need to make some changes to it. Right. And that's the most common is we'll see it's been you know 10 plus years since right. anyone ever looked at this. And the attorney who draft, drafted it is either no longer practicing or just out of the picture. And just to walk through it with them and say, this is what this says. Is this what you want? And often it's yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, right. uh, do minor updates for law changes or things like that. Other times they say, oh, I, that was years ago. Well, that, well, that make person any that sense. was going to be my successor trustee is now one of my children. That person's moved away or I no longer have a good relationship with them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, things change. Yeah. Right? Even, even when they're young kids, they usually have some mechanisms to slow the flow of money down to them because they're younger. But often we'll feel like my kids are 30s and 40s. They're doing great. Like just mm-hmm. give them everything. I don't know why we did that before, but they're doing mm-hmm. so well. Um, so there's that. The other is is the insurance. Um, we've had some clients who build up on life insurance and say everything's covered no matter what. Others who say we don't need any of that stuff. And it, it's, it needs to be a conversation one way or the other, whatever the, your, your feeling is about insurance. And like we said, the low-hanging fruit could say if, if one spouse passes away, the other wants to pay off the house, put the kids through college. Well, insurance is the easiest way to, to deal with to that. solve those, right? Yeah. So just a comment here is that if you're working for a company, oftentimes you have insurance as group insurance as part of your employee benefits. And, you know, what we try to do from our client, with our, from our client's perspective is get a copy of those employee benefits so that we know what benefits that you have in the event of, of death. You may have individual policies out here, maybe life insurance or disability or something mm-hmm. like that. But there's obviously a lot of benefits that are included in your employee benefit package that you have with a company that you're working for. Yep, that's right. There's, there's a great place to get insurance. The other one's kind of your beneficiary designations, and that's a big word, beneficiary designation. But the basically, it's, it's any of your retirement accounts or your life insurance type accounts. If something happens to you, who gets the money? Right. You know, and, and often it would be the surviving spouse is what would be listed. But there's all sorts of things that get listed. There's sometimes we've had accounts where there just was no one listed. And right. So it's going to flow to the estate. Or it goes to the trust. And I mean, it, it gets really complex if it goes into some of these buckets, so to speak, and how the law deals with it. And most people don't, honestly, they just don't understand. Yeah. And when they got, got their job 10, 20 years ago, they filled out the paperwork and wrote down a name. And that was it. You know? Yeah. I, I can remember going through a beneficiary designation and update with a client and it and he had, he had been married before. Mm. And on a life insurance policy, it was his previous wife. And so when he went through it and I said, I said, you know, I showed, I showed in, I, in our meeting, gathering all this information, I said, you have this person listed as your primary beneficiary. Well, that was kind of a tense conversation. Mm. Obviously, he had forgotten to change it. <laughs> yeah. But we wasn't on purpose. Yeah. But right. we went in and changed it and made it appropriate. So anyway. Yeah. And those are things to, to look at and to do it right. either by yourself or with someone else. The last is just digital assets. Um, you know, shared emails, shared photos. You know, my wife has so many great photos on her phone that if she passed away, I don't know how to get to them. Right. You know, so getting shared accounts in the cloud, all that stuff is so doable. It just takes some doing. It it takes it takes initiative. Yeah. It's like final expenses. Most people don't think about it, but it takes at least a conversation about it to know what's going to happen if, right? And we're all going to be destined at some point in time. Our life will end and we want it to have the least amount of chaos and um, just just the negatives of yeah. it all. We want, that's a negative event. We don't want to create more negatives, I yeah. guess I want to say. So if you're in the midst of this or someone that you know is in the midst of this, um, yeah, that's a way to get them help, right? To get some support. We're happy to step in there. If, if this is something that's not even on your horizon, man, take some prepare, some preparation now. Right. Um, to, to put your your spouse in a great position. And uh, January's coming. <laughs> you know, Do it this year. Do it by the end of 2023. Set a deadline and get some of this stuff done. Uh, if you missed any part of this, you can find it on our website, tricordadvisors.com. Until next week, folks. 
May you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent, California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.